Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to our newest members this week. We have Katie Hankins, Caleb and Claire Van Horn, and Jens Nielsen. Really excited to welcome you all to the Academy, and I am so pumped to celebrate all the successes that follow. And hey, if you're into that kind of thing, you can start for free. Check out how to register to our free masterclass where you can join me and learn how to triple your real estate business this year. I'll be sharing the three systems that you need to triple your real estate business using strategies on and off social media. So like I said, check out the show notes to register for this free class. And if you are catching this show after we go live, no worry, you can still catch the replay too. I'll see you there. Today on the show, I am joined by one of my favorite real estate agents, not kidding, Brandon Tracy. Brandon is the co-founder of BTG Real Estate and The Authentic Agents and host of The Authentic Agents podcast. As the leader of a multi-million dollar producing real estate team and national speaker and trainer, Brandon has worked with thousands of real estate agents across the United States on real estate business development and strategies to increase their performance and build professional trust by taking consistent strategic action. But one of my favorite things about Brandon is Brandon shows up in everything that he does with the spirit of service. He is so authentic in the way that he wants to serve not only his team, not only his clients, but his community at large. And that includes the real estate community. You know, Brandon really sees so much potential that we have in 2021 and beyond as a real estate community as a whole. And he wants us to be able to unlock all of the potential that we have as individual agents, as teams, and as an industry. And I just really love the way that he thinks about business and leadership and service. And he really goes deep into a lot of these different topics. Now, I'm going to let you know, this episode gets a little deep. We're talking about some things that I think that a lot of agents need to be having more conversations around. So definitely tune in. I want you to hang on through the end of this episode because there are so many different topics and so many different tips and ideas 
and moments that I really want you to get your hands on so that you can be digesting these and implementing these in your own business in 2021 and beyond. This is a wide-ranging conversation, but basically we cover Brandon's philosophy on leadership as a top team leader. We cover the work that you need to do to get your business to the next level. And I'm talking strategies in terms of like day-to-day stuff, but also that inner stuff that's really important too. How vulnerability and struggle are instrumental to your success as a business owner and Brandon's outlook for 2021 and beyond. Without further ado, let's dive in. Here's Brandon. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Also, like your voice totally just changed, right? We're having like five minute conversation before this and we're all excited. And then it's like radio voice time. <laughs> you should hear my intro. It's like another octave lower when I'm very serious. Very <laughs> Isn't that funny? funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm super excited to chat today. You and I have known each other for some time now. And when I was, I was just mentioning this offline, when I was imagining the lineup that I would love to have on the Market Authority show, like you're right at, at the top of the list because you and I have really similar philosophies in the way that like leadership should be and in terms of the way we run our real estate businesses. And I just, everything that you say, I'm just like constantly nodding my head at. So I think that you're going to have a lot of fun things to share with my audience. I'm so grateful that you're here um, to that. And for those who aren't familiar with you yet, would you mind sharing a little bit about where you are today and kind of how you got there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I started in real estate in 2009, 2010, you know, really at a low point um, for our market. I think it was somewhere around 86% of all homes that were sold were, were short sale or foreclosure homes. You know, most of them didn't have cabinets or doors or, you know, there, there was all kind. it was a very messy uh, market to sell in. Um, but we got to sell a lot of homes, you know, and I watched that evolve and, and come out of that um, kind of weird space that we were in and transition, you know, through the mid teens and, and now into what was a crazy 2020 and, and, you know, a, an evolution of real estate and the way we engage with each other and the way we engage with clients now in 2021. Um, so, you know, I look back over my 11 year career and I think, wow, like w- when you go through your career day to day, it doesn't feel like much changes. But when you reflect over the course of years in this business, you realize how much the business shifts. It's constantly shifting. Like every year, every two years, every five years, it's just like, I look back on it and go, what has happened? And then I look back on myself and go, wow, look, like, look how far you've come. So, you know, I, I, I think if you've heard my story before, I started, you know, in real estate with nothing. I had camping chairs in my living room. I had just come off sleeping on my buddy's uh, floor of his of his apartment. Um, I got into real estate, a broken person, a broken man, um, really at the kind of the lowest point of my life, um, which probably was shared by many in 2008 and 2009. I was just very egoic at the time and, and didn't realize that, you know, that experience wasn't unique to me. It was a shared experience for many Americans. And, you know, I, 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 I got my first place and I had some camping chairs in the living room and, and I, you know, I met my girlfriend at the time and was now my wife and the mother of my son. And, and, you know, I brought her, you know, I was like, that's where I was. Like I brought her back to my, my little townhouse at the time. And that's all I had was camping chairs in the living room. I had a mattress on the floor. Like, 
I really didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And like many people, I came to real estate, came into real estate thinking like, well, you know, I want to make it big, right? I want to strike it big. I want all the freedom and all the goodness that comes from that. And we're going to talk, I'm sure, a lot today about um, what that journey is from a more realistic standpoint. Um, but, you know, I, I came into it there and, and nothing happens fast in this industry, despite what HGTV or Facebook or all of our, all of our Instagram accounts might suggest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, here we are 11 years later in 2020, even in the, in the, in the middle of a pandemic as, you know, 367 units sold on our team for $120 million. We're already 55, 60% ahead of that here in 2021. Um, and I'm very humbled by how much that the journey has changed me as a person and as a professional and even more so humbled by the opportunity to help so many people um, achieve what they want to achieve, what they set out to achieve in this business. And by sharing my journey and, and by being really honest and transparent and, and vulnerable about that, I think that I'm able to help people uh, meet them where they are and give them an honest and authentic way forward. And I think that's what I get the most joy out of, out of in this industry right now. I love that. And everything that you do is at the core of serving and genuine connection. And that's one of those things I feel like that Bryce and I immediately picked up on when we kind of learned what you're about with your team and and the way that you kind of operate. And I just think that's so cool. Um, Let's talk about the way that you've kind of been able to develop your business with those values, because it is in direct contrast, I think. And maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Maybe, you know, there initially wasn't that level of intent, but most agents get into this just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. But you, and, and that's okay, right? Because there's no one right way to do things in real estate. You kind of just have to figure out what feels right. Um, but you landed in a realm of like what I like to think of as heart-centered leadership. And I don't know if that is going to you know, align with exactly with where, where you're at today, but how did you develop that? And how are you like exhibiting that on a day-to-day basis with your team? Mm. Um, well, first of all, you're, you're right. And you're also right in the sense that that didn't feel like the path early on in my career, right? Like real estate is so driven by some of the most intense and amazing egos mm-hmm. in, in business, right? In and Canada. Yeah. And, and it is a vanity business and there's, there's a lot there, but you know, what, what real estate always was to me was, was simple. It was entrepreneurship. It was, it was business, right? And that's what every, every agent I don't think really understands when they get into this business is you're not just a real estate person. You're not just a salesperson. Like you're stepping into entrepreneurship. We're all looking for this like freedom that we think real estate will give us, like the, our ability to be self-governed and be our own boss and make our own schedule. And all of those things are really, really enticing. Um, but we have to do the work to earn those things. We have to do the, do the work to earn that, you know, so-called balance um, in our careers. And I think what really, what I struggled with early in my career was, you know, I have a strong ego as well. We all have strong egos. Ego isn't just, you know, hubris and, and bad. And, uh, you know, ego is, ego is a lot of things. And I really struggled early because I didn't see myself represented in, in the real estate 
industry. I didn't see it. Now I've since found my community and I, I find my like-minded people nationally that I get to plug into that, that think maybe the same way I do that value the same things that I do. And by the way, that doesn't mean that people who don't think the way I do or value the same things, like it, it's not a good or bad or me versus them thing at all. It's just about my community and what I'm comfortable with and why I wake up and, and do the work that I do every day is I want it to be joyful. Um, and I also understand that it's work and it comes with a lot of challenges. So I want to surround myself with the people, you know, that protect my mindset to help me overcome those challenges and do great work. But I didn't see myself represented anywhere. And we were really in a time in real estate where there was just a lot of ego pushing numbers, build teams. You're not relevant if you don't build a team. By the way, I always hated that. Because I think the most amazing people in real estate are the agents. It's the people who are selling real estate. And we don't highlight them nearly enough. We highlight team leaders and brokerage leaders all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but those agents are, are frontline people. They're the ones doing the most amazing work. The most, the most influential work in our business is done by them. And we've, when, what I noticed early on in my career is we were creating this kind of narrative that you weren't valuable in real estate unless you built a team or owned a team or did this next thing. And I just thought to myself, like, that's just, that's so, that's so not right. I just, it just didn't resonate with me at all. Um, so I kind of just went on my own, right? I've got this kind of maverick personality in me as well, where I was just like, you know what? Like, I want to do it in a way that feels right to me. Yeah. And I wanted I want to do it in a way that feels authentic to me. And that doesn't mean that those people were inauthentic or whatever it was. Again, it's not an opposition conversation. Is it was just my great desire to do it in a way that felt good to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what led me down to, you know, one of our current brands right now, the authentic agent, is you know, how do you how do you be authentic and build a business? Right. And can you like we don't talk about it enough because we show off the vanity and the cars and all of the like the fancy stuff. But yeah, I think what I was in pursuit of was none of that. What I was in pursuit of was happiness, safety, security, and joy. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, you know, let me start. Let me start building towards that. So what does that look like for you today? What does happiness and safety and security and joy look like? <laughs> for you on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, before I get into like really authenticity and, and joy, happiness, where all that comes from in our business and, and the challenges that we face, I want to, I want to say time. It took a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of failure and a lot of struggle and a lot of consistency, right? And those are not words that we market in our industry as words that generate success, right? Because we want everything now. And we, we're a very exploitive industry, if you haven't noticed. Um, our industry exploits agents' desire to fix their problems quickly, to get rich quick. Yeah. And there's just a constant exploitive nature of our industry, jumping agents' attention from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And that's like, I, I, I've, I've really rage against that concept because it frustrates me. It frustrates me that we're giving people the impression that they can build this beautiful life and this beautiful business and change the financial trajectory of, of their, their, themselves for their family by doing that. 
but it's really hard to, to really put the focus and move the conscious focus onto the words that I just used because they're not sexy and they don't sell. And how do you sell somebody the idea that like, Hey, you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have to be consistent and you're going to have to build new skills and you're going to have to overcome fears and reluctancies. And, and you're going to have to accept rejection as part of your business strategy. Like nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. So we fueled this very exploitive nature in our industry. So <laughs> that's my preface, right? So that leads me to like, what, what does authenticity mean in our industry? And authenticity is one of those buzzwords, right? Like there's likely somebody listening to this podcast that heard me say that and they rolled their eyes and like, oh God, here we go with the authentic, the buzzwords, right? But here's the thing, like there's a distinction between coming from love in your, in your life, in your business and coming from fear. And fear shows up in a lot of ways but primarily it shows up as ego, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, it causes you to not take action. It causes you to, fear, to feel fear and to operate from fear and scarcity. And what love does is love shows up as service. And love is not a weakness. Like, you, like here's the thing, our industry and all the vanity and exploitive nature of it, it also comes with a ton of hustle porn, right? Yeah. And that hustle porn can make you actually think and believe that love and service is somehow a weakness. It's not like I'm walking proof. It's not. And, and there's a ton of people that in, in my world and in my inner circle, and even in our businesses that are proof of that as well. So the way I define authenticity is, is our thoughts and our words, our emotions and our actions, they're all aligned, right? We're intentionally working on ourselves and our business and what we're doing is we're building and succeeding in a business and doing business in a way that feels right to us. Now, when I say it feels right to us, I don't mean that it's easy, right? Or that I'm not challenging myself or that I'm not getting out of my comfort zone because I am, but I'm doing it in a way that's, that feels right to me. Yeah. I love that. And I was actually just recently, it's funny that this is the way the conversation is going because I was recently reading a study about purpose and how people can find happiness and purpose in their lives and how a core components of that is struggle and the struggle that you go through to overcome things or to experience growth in certain areas of your life. And I will say that, you know, especially in the last year, it was one of the best years of my life because I became a parent. Um, and I, we had our first child and we, you know, that was something that we have dreamt of and being able to experience that was amazing, but a core component of that was struggle and struggling being a parent while running our businesses during one of the most difficult years, you know, that anybody can really imagine. Um, but I look back with such satisfaction and such pride on what we've been able to accomplish and the person that I've become in just even the last 12 months. Um, and I think that, you know, it can be easy to romanticize struggle. Um, but we often do. It I, I just mentioned sucks sometimes and it's okay yeah. to, for it to suck. Yeah. You have to embrace the suck part of it. Yeah. I, and I said, you know, there's hustle porn. Well, there's, there's the other side of that pendulum, which is yoga babble, where we, where we do have a tendency to romanticize, mm-hmm. you know, the struggle and the, and the growth journey. Um, but like, who are you now? Because you struggled. Yeah. 
it's I, and it's, I think about that a lot because, you know, where I am today, the, the struggle just of building a real estate business in itself, it's a really difficult thing to do. There's a reason why there's such a huge turnover rate for real estate agents, right? Like, what is it like 87, 90% won't make it past their third or fourth year. There's a re it's such a difficult industry. And that prepared me for a lot of the struggles and flexibility that I would have needed to have to be the parent that I wanted to be. Oh, so true. Yeah. But then, but then the struggles that I had just becoming a parent returned back and gave me more skills that I can apply to my life and as a real estate agent or, you know, as building the other things that we're doing. Like, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, and struggle is, is an experience, Yeah, right? Like the struggle that we're talking about is the experience, but what happens as a result of that experience is growth, growth. right? And I love real estate. Mm -hmm. I am in love with our industry and all of its pitfalls because of one core reason, because it is a mirror for our life. Mm -hmm. Building a real estate business is a mirror for our life. I say this all the time to our team and it's a core component of everything that I do. I wholeheartedly believe that our businesses grow in direct proportion to how much we grow as people, as individuals. There is a mirror that real estate holds up to us. The work we have to do to succeed in real estate is the same work we have to do to succeed and grow in life. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, if you like, it is highly likely that if you're struggling in real estate, you're also struggling in life. And what I mean by that, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's not a conversation about good or bad. It just is. But people in general are struggling. They're suffering. They're, they're having trouble finding their inner confidence or inner peace or inner joy, right? There's a lot of suffering in the world. We talk about like, we all have trauma, right? Stuff like we all have trauma. And we're, we're stuffing that trauma down and we're not dealing with it. And as we, as we flow through life, as we dance with life, that trauma is like a base operating system for how we respond or react to challenges that come up in our life. That is no different than the challenges that come up in real estate. Now, what happens to us is like, there's, there's two types of trauma, right? There's real bad trauma right? That like scars us deep to our core, things that we just really wish that humans didn't have to experience. And that, that shapes us and we carry that for our, for our lives. And what happens is, is everybody doesn't necessarily have that, but everybody does have like, let's call it garden variety trauma, right? It's the trauma of life, just the experience of life. Life is, life is a very beautiful and, and incredible struggle. And that does cause trauma. And we have a tendency to want to break everything into like and dislike and categorize everything in our life in, in those two ways. And we create suffering as a result, right? We're trying to avoid past trauma or past pain by categorizing everything into like or dislike. I like that because it feels good. I don't like that because it doesn't feel good. And we operate that way. And we're doing ourselves such a disservice by not acknowledging that self-awareness by not acknowledging the idea that real estate can be a conduit for yeah. your, for so much growth. It is so much more than just let me help people buy and sell and let me make a bunch of money and let me fold my arms in front of my Bentley and take the sweet ass, you know, Instagram photo. It's so much more than that. And if you allow it to be more than that, you're going to find some massive breakthroughs that, that like, you're like, you're going to find out that the obstacles that stand in your way, the, the obstacles that are in your way to, of creating success in real estate, they're not external. 
They're all inside you right now, right? There's only so many scripts and CRMs and leads and, and, you know, places to be and brokerages. There's only so many external things that you can plug into before you start to realize, yeah, it's me. Like I got, I got some work to do. And I think if we, if we help people understand that and we help people understand like, Hey, we got to do some personal work and some business work. And by doing both of those, we're going to create massive success. If, if we could just get on the same page as an industry for that, but we'd, we'd have a massive impact on that failure rate. It's unbelievable. And I am in so alignment with what you're saying. And I'm actually in a place in my life where, um, I mean, if I'm being really vulnerable, which Bryce and I believe that our vulnerability is our superpower. It's your power. Yeah. It is. Um, and, and this year I've been doing a lot of work on that because I'm finding myself in a place of fear um, and just in a high level of friction, like I just feel so much tension and it didn't always used to feel that way. And so I sought out, um, a coach to help me deal with some of these things. And she has like a clinical psychology background, um, which honestly is probably where I should be spending more of my time, but I'm the person that's, <laughs> I'm letting my ego talk to me a little bit and wanting this to be a more of a performance tool. Right. Um, but it, it is so unbelievable to do some of this work and to start picking apart, like, why am I feeling this way? And if you just keep following that thread, you will take it back to a level of trauma that you experienced. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, like just in my example, I've been feeling overwhelmed and helpless. Like the word that keeps coming to my mind is helpless when I don't feel as if I have complete control over my calendar. And in real estate, you don't have control mm -hmm. in the, in the standard way that you might expect in another area, right. In another professional environment, um, you have to be very reactive in some ways, depending on what your role is with your organization in real estate. And I think that that's where a lot of real estate agents struggle. Like they have this great day planned and they get a call and it's a very urgent client need that they have to hop on. And either it's a real urgency or not, you know, in this market, things feel very urgent when buyers have 30 minutes to get into a house and decide whether or not they need to write an offer on it because inventory is so low. Like that's kind of a real urgency that, that you might feel, but you know, it's just something as easy as that one call that will implode your entire day. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a place as a new mom, as still trying to learn all these things where it's becoming taxing on me. But that comes down to the work that I've done has led me to find that that comes down to how I associate power, right? And who has the power. And it comes down to the trauma that has been in my background that has been as a result of transactional power. Um, and by understanding the fact that power is abundance and we all have our own power and we all can choose how we are going to um, expend that power in our day to day that can lead to having a little more like self-assurance in the way that you're running your, your schedule and have a little more confidence in the way that you're responding to really urgent needs. But it's like that weird in that, sorry, that might be going a little too vulnerable and a little no, farther down it. the rabbit I'm, hole. I'm, yeah. I'm here for this conversation right yeah. here. I, I love it. And I just think we need to be talking about this more. Nobody oh, yeah. seven years in real estate and nobody spoke to me about this until I had to seek the answers myself. And this is yeah. the core of how we run our business. You want to know why no one talks about it? Because it's, it's scary. Well, one, it's because it's scary to hold a mirror up to yourself and, and accept those things, those mm -hmm. things. But also um, it, it, it's, we're afraid to be perceived as weak 
by talking and addressing these things, mm -hmm. right? And that's the hustle porn aspect of our business, the vanity aspect of our business that has that has made that so. But here's yeah. what real power means um, to me. Um, and this might seem counterintuitive to a listener when you hear this, but real power to me is surrender. Oh my right. gosh. I've literally said these words before and I could not agree more. Yeah. And let me, let me explain surrender because listen, mm -hmm. surrender is not like surrender is one, another, one of those trigger words, right? Like I'm not really quickly. I literally had my letter of the heart to my database in Q4 as the word surrender. Like it yeah. was a letter to yeah. a letter of the heart to my database about what surrender meant to us in 2020. Sorry, Stephanie, you're my people. But what I really want listeners to understand is that surrender is not weakness. Sur surrender, like, and surrender is not like hey, a lion's chasing you and it, like, I'm just going to surrender and let it eat me. No, no, no. Surrendering to the things that you can't control. Right. And, and we already and, talked and about believing it's going to be okay. Regardless of that. Yes, it is because you're just, you're, you're surrendering to the flow of life. Like, mm -hmm. listen, this planet's been here for 13, 13.8 billion years. Life has unfolded on this planet for a very long time before us. And it will continue to do so for ages and ages after we're gone. Like, what we do is these moments come up and we fight them. They, this reality sets in, right? That phone call comes in, that thing comes in, whatever it is, comes into our world. I have to deal with this. We have two choices in that moment. We can surrender to the fact that we don't need to break this down into like or dislike category. And if it's in the dislike category, we don't have to carry all the stress and frustration and, and just, we don't have to carry that. It's all the stuff that surrounds the thing that you don't have to carry. You yeah. can just surrender to the fact that it happened and then operate to your best ability, stay in the moment, right? The ego wants to live in the past or in the future. That's what it wants to do right? You stay right in the moment and it can change the way that you perceive everything that you're doing. It will make your work easier. Mm -hmm. The amount of work might not change, but the work itself becomes easier to do because you're not attaching all of this drama to it, right? And this is, this is hard because I love to talk about environment, Stephanie. Like I'm big on environment. I'm big on community and culture. It's one of my biggest things for our business. What I don't like about our industry is how willing we are to show up in the bullpens and complain. Like yeah. It's like we're seeking out a community to complain to. Yeah, and commiserating is a grating yeah. issue in this. We're yeah. reinforcing the suffering. Who wants to suffer with me? Let me be justified in my suffering, right? We want to argue for our limitations. We want to lawyer up and argue for our limitations all the time argue against the things that we don't like that happen in the world all the time. And it doesn't change the fact that they're happening and going to happen. So when you surrender to that and you operate in the moment to the best of your abilities and, and with an eye towards your goals and understanding why you're doing it, you're, you're not dragging a giant bag of suffering along with you every day. Right. And, and it, I think it's, it's important to, be distinct about the suffering because there's a, a functional suffering, mm -hmm. right? That that's leading you towards a, a place of growth, but there's also suffering 
that just drags you, you know, um, like the baggage that you're mentioning, it doesn't really lead you anywhere. And instead, it's more of a tool of procrastination to keep you from experiencing the growth that you need to go through to get through it. Mm -hmm. And I always find that really interesting. And I think that it's helpful to even have that as a trigger. When you're feeling that friction, or when you're feeling that pain, I think that it's helpful to just ask yourself, like, where is this coming from? And how am I going to like react to this? Mm -hmm. Am I going to get through it? Or am I going to let this continue to drag me down and keep me from becoming the person that I need to become in this situation? Yeah. And, and people might be listening to think this thinking like, man, guys, this is a really existential conversation, but it, it matters when the output directly is a result of the input, you know, and if you're talking about the freedom and flexibility that you want to achieve in real estate, you know, at some point it's a lifestyle and it's going to be reflective of what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just find I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because this is the core of, of what this industry needs mm-hmm. in order to survive at this point, if you ask me. Let's bring it down to like something that agents can really experience. And you said this, right? Like you're, you're at dinner with your family and that phone call comes in and it's the client and they got it. And, and this market is, we have to be very reactionary. We have to be right on top of things. Well, you know, it's all a mindset thing. We're co-creating with life all day long. Like what, what we're feeling, our emotions create our mood, our mood creates our personality. And we bring that to life every single day. And as life happens to us, that dance begins us and it. And when that phone call comes in, we have two choices. Is it inconvenient? Yes. Listen, if you're a true professional, I, we, we have this, we have this training module inside of our business around one of our, one of our more accountable processes that we help our agents with. And what we make them do is we make them sit down and watch the module with their significant other, their spouse, mm-hmm. because if you're going to commit to this level of accountability, um, if you're going to commit to doing this thing, it's really important that everybody around you, your support system understands why it's happening and what its value is. So when you start to see that phone call as yes, inconvenient, right? But also what a wonderful opportunity we have to continue to work in an environment in the middle of a pandemic in 2021 when so many people can't. It's mm-hmm. it's very it doesn't mean that it's not it's not inconvenient because it is because your life is also happening. But then you get in that car and you're frustrated and there's friction friction as you leave the house and then the whole drive to the house your brain is chattering about why this isn't unfair and why does this person have to do this? That's the suffering I'm talking about. Right. There's so much suffering in between the moments that we just don't, we simply don't need to carry. And if we could be more authentic and vulnerable with what's happening and why it's happening with the people in our lives, then we can just drop that suffering, that bag of suffering off and say, I'm just going to leave it here and I'm going to go do life without it today. And that like that little exercise, that little thing can make such a big difference in your mindset. Cause then when you pull up to that house and you see that client, your energy is different. If you're one of those people rolling your eyes right now, cause we're having a conversation about energy and, and self-awareness and all of that stuff. Like 
this is an opportunity to just take a deep breath and go, maybe there's something here mm -hmm. because you are going to carry that energy over to the client when you see them. And that's going to be how they experience you. Humans experience each other on energy. We know like when someone walks in a room, I know I'm like, am I drawn to this person? Or am I repelled right now? And that doesn't mean that first thing is the right thing, but I'm, I'm definitely feeling that. Right. I just think we, we really have to understand if we take responsibility for the way that we that we interact with the world and, and the way that we think and what our mindset is every day, it's such a core component to whether or not we're going to be successful or whether or not we're going to find happiness and joy in what we do. I couldn't agree more. So it's when we are recording this, it is February, 2021, right? We've all come off of just a monster of a year mm -hmm. and 2021 has its own bag of tricks for us that we're all dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, where do you see this? Um, where are the actual implications of this as an industry as a whole? And where I kind of, and I, I don't need to go down this route, but for example, there was a huge announcement that Zillow bought showing time, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I bring this up just as a way for us to understand how this is happening on a macro level, right? We can see that the industry is changing faster than we are. And, a lot of that is laid on the groundwork of what salespeople and brokers have allowed and opened the doors for disruptors to come in and do. Yeah. And, and what they're doing now is they're going, they're reflecting that back on agents saying it's your fault. If you participate in Zillow, it's your fault. If you do this, no, 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 the fault's done. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I, I saw that article and, and w w the thing is, is, you know, we're already living in a Zillow world. We're already living in a technological world. Mm -hmm. And what we're not talking about, Stephanie, and this might be a, a, a real left turn here, but what we're not talking about is that as a whole, the real estate industry, the agents in this industry as a whole <clears throat> are not meeting and exceeding the standards the consumer wants. Mm -hmm. And that is leaving space open for disruptors to come in. They are not coming in and trouncing us. They're coming in and filling space that we have created because right. we have not committed as an industry to a set of standards, to a communication style. Like you can't, it's like, if you go to in and out anywhere, are you going to get the same experience? Yes. If you go from agent to agent, from city to city, are you going to get the same experience? No. And the consumer has been complaining about our value for decades. Mm -hmm. this, this is not a conversation about Zillow versus agents. In my opinion, our way out of this, our way to protect our real estate agent-centric model is a complete overhaul of the standards we hold ourselves to as professionals. We yeah. can no longer accept the standards that we have out there. We can no longer accept the, the you know, the very low barrier of entry um, to represent people in this market because it's doing us so much harm. And when I see the, the you know, that announcement yesterday and you immediately see the same thing happens every time this, this goes down stuff, you see the announcement and then you see the heads of the biggest brokerages bickering and, and complaining about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Pointing nobody, at everybody but themselves. Right. Nobody holds a mirror up and says, what role are we playing here? Like if we are to protect our position in real estate, 
shouldn't we raise our game too? Shouldn't we grow? Shouldn't we evolve? Shouldn't we hold ourselves to a higher standard? Because the consumers, like their opinions, the only opinion that matters. We're, we're running around letting brokerage leaders literally tell us that, that, that it's our opinion and their opinion that matters. It's the consumer's opinion that matters. And the consumer is voting with their eyeballs and they're voting with their money every single day. And that more of those eyeballs and more of that money is going away from us, not because we're amazing, right? <laughs> because we're not fulfilling their needs consistently. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it just kills me because it's so much more convenient to be a victim. You know, oh, yeah. it's so much more convenient for agents to like cry foul and wonder why me. Mm -hmm. But it's so the oh, I agree. The only way out of this is to have the courage to look at the way that we are approaching our service and looking at the way that we are showing up to help our communities. You know, it's so funny because part of the code of ethics, like part of our function is to protect our community is to contact the people. How are you doing that on a day-to-day -day level? And if you are running your business in a way to where you are only as good as your last sale and you are constantly chasing that next commission, how are you truly going to full up, like full on fulfill that fiduciary and protect the people in your communities? And it oh, comes down to how are we going to be reactive on that day-to-day -day basis. Like it's just that full circle that I just find fascinating. It's such a hard conversation um, to have because the reality of our situation, when you look at, you know, all agents um, collectively, we are not actually meeting our fiduciary, right. um, but the client doesn't know specifically how that is. It's just a feeling they have. They're just mm -hmm. so unfulfilled with their experience and, and when they, they get a good experience, they know it. They're like, oh my gosh, right? So there's like the professional agents have tons of value to bring to the table. And it's likely they're going to find and carve their way out into the way long into the future after tech has really just encompassed everything that we do. Here's a thought that I have. And listen, I reserve the right to change my mind with new information. So if you hear this, like this is not a stance that I'm taking. But I can't help but wonder how much of a disservice we, our entire industry does, has done to itself. I've said before, we're a very exploitive industry. We exploit agents. That's what the industry does is very exploitive to agents, not necessarily to consumers, but very exploitive to agents. And when you think about all the people involved in a real estate transaction that gets paid, like follow the brokerage tree all the way up to the top. And you think about all of the people that get paid a ton of money that have absolutely nothing to do with the transaction itself. When you start to go, okay, well, if we reduce commissions and we get more into automation and blockchain to create a better experience for the agents, could there possibly still be a role for the real estate agent that has the relationships that does act like a pro and show to make less commission per deal, but potentially receive the same or more amount of money because there's not so many hands in the pot going forward. That's, I can't help but wonder, is that possibly where we're going? 
You know, it's hard because some of the most successful firms out there right now have the exact opposite business model, <laughs> you know? Well, and I think that it's important to point out too, some of the most successful firms out there right now are good at one thing. They do one thing really well, create a narrative, mm-hmm. right? And rally the troops. Yeah. Right. So you're stuck in an echo chamber. It's just like any other ideology. You get stuck in an echo chamber and you're allowing one person to set your thinking pattern on a specific subject. And that doesn't allow you to step back, fly up to 30,000 feet and go, what is the reality of this entire situation right now? We were sold out by our industry years ago with Zillow. Don't tell me now it's my, like I'm the problem because I participate in a lead program here or this program over there with these disruptors. No, you created the environment that I'm now surrendering to and looking to operate and thrive within to give myself and my team and my environment the best opportunities to succeed. It is not me. I'm just participating in in the environment that you have created for me. Yeah. So what does that look like with your team when we're talking about leadership and Mm. we are trying to lead you you run a team you i don't know how many agents are with you right now what does that look like for you as you're trying to lead them and calm these fears and keep them showing up with serving hearts instead of like commission breath not that you would align yourself with those kinds of agents but you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah we, we typically try to weed, weed those out we're not a we're not a warm bodies team we're very much a like-minded team we want to create cultivate and protect a culture of growth personally and professionally as a leader, I think I could sum it up in, in, and I don't mean to oversimplify it, but as a leader, I think at this point in my career, my job is to do everything in my power to create the perfect conditions for success. That is culturally, that is through leverage, systems, resources, coaching, engagement, and, and education opportunities. And I pour my freaking heart and soul into all of it. Because when you're engaged, when you're educated, when you're building relationships, when you're feeling all of that from your database, you don't feel as vulnerable to these messages because you're not operating from a place of fear. You're operating from from a place of love and service. And you're getting instant feedback from operating from that place, from the relationships that you've built, from your database, from your clients, you're getting feedback. It's the people who aren't doing that who aren't getting that feedback, who aren't showing up and operating from that place every day that feel these messages come in and it totally disrupts them, right? It creates all this fear and scarcity energy and oh my gosh, like we're going to be out of the business and in two years or whatever. Guess what? Statistically, you already are because you weren't doing the right things anyway. So statistically, you're already going to be out of the business in two years. So like what we can control is right in front of us. It's the relationships that we build. It's the communication that we commit to. We have to start seeing real estate as an opportunity to show up and build a career. And to build a career, you show up every day. You're engaged. You're educated. You're watching your market. You're sharing in in a culture and a philosophy that's sharing their experiences back. So you accelerate your experience with real estate in general by hearing other people's experiences consistently. It's that level of it. It's treating this like it freaking matters to you. Like it matters so much to you to be great. And I say this all the time, like one of my missions with our new authentic agent brand is to raise the standard of professionalism in our industry, right? Because if we do that, if we raise that standard, we then have a better platform in which to stand on and fight from. 
It's like Jesus says, you can't build your house on sand, right? And right now we've got a big old house on sand in real estate right now. And guess who can fix it? We can. Like we can show up and fix this. Like we, we can absolutely carve out our spot in, in whatever real estate is going to be in the future. Mind you, this isn't going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> like everybody relax. Like the world's not going to fall apart tomorrow. But yeah, we, we have years of transition ahead of us. Might be three or five or 10, but it's years of transition to move this type of ship in a different direction. Sure, it's happening, but stop trying to like make it be what it used to be and start trying to figure out, well, what can I do every single day to make sure that I position myself to be part of the group that gets to represent real estate agent centric business far into the future. What are those big things that you're looking at? Like what is going to set that group of agents apart? I wouldn't say they're big things. Um, but I do think that the, the best of us will survive. I, I think that the, the people who communicate well, who empathize well, who have radical empathy with, with their clients, who set great expectations, who are engaged and educated in the daily market and understand what's happening, right? And communicate with their database consistently, regularly, right? They're showing up like a business person to the people that are in their lives. I'm a big component of set great expectations, follow through with what you said you were going to do, and then repeat that for the next phase. Communication is everything. People want you to be present, right? And we're hiding from hard conversations. We're hiding from setting great expectations. We're hiding from it all. We have to show up, right? We have to show up in our most authentic self and say, I'm here for it all. I'm here for the challenges. I'm here for the setbacks. I'm here for the failure. And I'm here to stand up again and keep going because that's entrepreneurship. And it's also life. Yeah. Why do real estate agents miss that? Is it because they just are too consumed with their own fear or overwhelm in the moment when those opportunities for leadership present themselves? Or is it because they are subconsciously, they know that they don't have the systems or capacity to meet that expectation that they set for themselves? Because setting expectations for what your client is going to experience is actually setting expectations for yourself to be able to fulfill that. Yeah, exactly right. It's holding yourself accountable. Right. And that's a good that's a good question. There's there's probably a lot of spin-offs on on that answer. Um, but I think that if we were to address the one thing of many things mm -hmm. that are the reasons agents don't lean in and, and take this on, I think that it's because, um, it, it's because of the obstacles inside of ourselves. And, and I hate to pull it back to personal growth and inner work. Um, but like I said before, there's only so many business strategies and systems and leverage points and tech stacks and leads and scripts and community and cultural efforts and education. Like eventually it just, we, we kind of just discover that what's holding us back is us. And if we, if we don't understand that we like legitimately, all of us have a biological addiction to certainty, to suffering, to comfort. And when you walk away from that and you say, I'm going to be something different, I'm going to learn new skills, I'm going to take on this challenge, you're walking away from all of that certainty and comfort and suffering that you know. And yeah, like you're suffering, we're all suffering in a certain capacity right now, but it's the suffering we know. So we're, we're comfortable with it. 
And walking into our future means walking away from that suffering. And that's where anxiety sets in, right? So like we have to keep, we have to keep moving forward. We have to keep owning our responsibility and our intention to building the skills and participating in this business in a way that supports us creating mastery and then giving that mastery back to the clients. We're so mediocre. It's just, it's not good for us. We're so mediocre as a whole. And each and every one of us has the ability to change that but it's a commitment and that commitment looks different than the commitment we thought we were making when we got into this industry. Mm. You and I talked about this briefly before we started. We get into this industry, most agents get into this industry because they're coming to it for the sense of freedom, this perceived freedom, this idea of freedom that they that they have in their minds. And there's two kinds of freedom really in, in, in our pursuit. There's relative freedom, which we talked briefly about no boss, make your own schedule, right? Never ask for days off, all of that fun, like the things you think that you want, but that's not absolute freedom. And absolute freedom doesn't come by simply being in real estate and being your own boss and being self-governed. What we're really after is the absolute freedom that comes from our work. And so many of us are avoiding it. And the opportunities it provides us to live and work a specific way, they're amazing. They are all here in real estate, mm -hmm. but they come from doing the actual work, not from just being in real estate. And so many of us just really haven't gotten to that place yet. And there's two elements to this. There's the business work and the personal work. And the business work is learning. How do we learn, right? Repetition. How do you learn the alphabet over and over and over? Like, it's just a commitment to learning. It's like, we are so like our industry jumps from one class to the next class to the next class, never going deep. I'm, I'm, I'm known for saying education without implementation is just entertainment. We're an entertainment industry. We go to classes and then we call them work, but we never implement anything. Mm -hmm. and, and it's important for people to understand it's in the doing. It's in the doing and the failure and the evaluation and the trying again that we build confidence. It's the live action that helps us create mastery. It helps us be better at our work. And we're just not participating in that. And we're being cheap with ourselves, right? Like make the investment in yourself, make the investment of your time, of, of your money. Like so many agents are so, they're, they're set on splits and brokerage splits and yada, 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 but they're not actually selling any real estate. They're not making the investment in their own time. They're not making an investment in their money. They're not seeing value in anything. It's just a victimhood mindset. Mm -hmm. Not all agents, by the way, I don't mean to make that implication, but it's a very real thing that exists in our industry. And then the personal work, like we've talked about, there's just, there's just so many things that you can plug into before you really have to, to look within and go, what's holding me back is me. Maybe I need to do some personal work as well because my business grows in direct proportion to how much I grow as a person. It's an unbelievable amount of discipline required for that. And that's really just comes down to environment. Who do you surround yourself with? Yep. Do you surround yourself with people who embody and live that same philosophy? Because then it doesn't feel like discipline. It feels like you're being joyful and part of your community that's all doing the same thing. You're supporting the thought, the philosophy, the mindset, and the work that is valuable to you and valuable to the industry by being in the right environment. And that's a choice you make. So as we 
wrap up the conversation, this show is really about how to become an authority in your market. Mm-hmm. With all of that said, what is one thing in your opinion that agents need to focus on or accomplish this year to continue that pursuit to higher authority in their market? Because there's a lot of things we threw around, but what's one thing that we can be very aware of in pursuit of this year? Well, I think there's two things that you can do right now to start you on that journey. And then you have to be two things after that. The, f- the first is you have to engage in the right environment and you have to do it every day. It has to be like you have a job, like it means something to you to be great at this work and, and stop Stop needing every single thing to blow your socks off and to be crazy entertaining. Success is in the boring. Embrace the suck, show up for it every day, and understand that through that consistency, you will build an incredible understanding of this business, how to articulate your value, how to be a great agent, how to master your language, whatever it is. But it's in that that's very, very important. And then you have to, you have to, surround yourself with like-minded people. You, you have to pay attention to the people who are influencing the way that you think. If you're, in a, if you're constantly having victimhood conversations or negative conversations, you, you have to take responsibility to remove those from your life and get into something that supports you going in the direction that you wanna go. It's, it's just so important. Education and engagement consistently over time will solve so many problems. I recognize and acknowledge that a lot of our education in this industry is not great. And it's taught by people who aren't really doing those things. So it can be very hard to find that, but you can, if you make it your mission to find that you will find it and then you will plug in and it'll feel like home. And when it feels like home, you start doing that work every day and you start to overcome the challenges and the, and the fears and the reluctancies because you're in an environment of other people doing the same thing. I love it. Where can agents find you if they want to continue the conversation or learn more about your authentic agent brand? Share us where we can find you. Sure. So um, BTG Real Estate here in the Phoenix area is, is our team. You can find us there. You can find me on social media and Facebook, Instagram, although I'm not on there a lot. I, I do participate some. And then our authentic agent brand is being relaunched as an incredible platform that we've invested a lot of time, energy, effort, and money into with a full set of online courses, um, a community, and uh, supported by a podcast. So you can find the podcast right now, and you can look out for that entire community and online courses coming in May. We're excited about it. Love it. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show and being so giving of your time and knowledge. Um, really, this was a blast and we'll have to do it again soon. I love these conversations. Like I said, you're my people. I do this all the time. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. And guys, definitely check out Brandon. I'll have all of the details on how you can continue the conversation with him in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for listening along with us. And Brandon, until next time, keep on crushing it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. High five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. 
And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.